And Joe, thanks, thanks to you for uh, knocking out those 10 verses. We picked you because we knew you'd give us grace for asking you to read 10 verses in December. So thank you so much. Well, I'm, I want you to know you picked a good Sunday to be here because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you out. Especially if you're a, a new parent or, or maybe you've got nieces and nephews and you're trying to figure out how to handle Christmas and gifts. Okay, I'm not going to tell you what to buy, but I'm, I'm going to, what gift to buy, but I'm going to tell you what you absolutely need to buy along with that gift. Okay, no matter what you buy, make sure you also buy and bring the batteries that go with whatever you buy. Okay, that's for free today, okay? I gave you that before I even took up the offering, okay? So just, that's for free for being here. Make sure you buy the batteries because trust me, you don't wanna be that poor soul who has to change out of your pajamas and go out into the cold of the morning and hunt down some uh, convenience store and pay twice as much for batteries that you normally would, okay? But now, let me also warn you that even if you buy the batteries, this could happen to you. I just want you to take this in for a moment and see what's happening. Notice what the attention is turned towards. Notice what he's paying attention to and what he's not paying attention to. See, no matter what you do, you're right I just have this pit in my stomach thinking about all the stuff that I bought this year. No matter what you do, even if you buy the batteries, your children, grandchildren, nieces, and nephews may be more interested in this than they are with this. In fact, they might be even more interested in what's wrapped around this than what is inside this. One of my favorite stories uh, to tell on my mom on, on Christmas is that she, she fell victim to this exact thing. When, when we were children, uh, a, a baby doll came out that would crawl and would wet its diaper and then would fall down and cry. Why any parent would buy that for any child, I don't know. But... This was the time before internet and Amazon, so I, my mom tells the story that she was calling Lubbock, Dallas, Amarillo, we lived in Borger at the time, trying to find this baby doll, and quite literally drove all the way to Dallas to buy this baby doll for my little sister. And with horror and tears welling up in her eyes, she tells the story that my sister tore open the, the package, saw the baby doll. She had the batteries. They put the batteries in the baby doll. The baby doll crawled across the room, wet its diaper, and fell over and cried. And for the rest of that day, my sister played with the box. Can you imagine what that would be like? See, we have to remember we have to remember about joy. We have to remember what's required for joy. That's what we're really hoping for in the Christmas season. And the reality is that joy does not require batteries. Joy does not require any 
big, amazing expressions of financial investment in a gift. Many times it's quite the opposite. Many times if, if we'll watch, we'll find joy in unexpected places, in the small moments. In that moment when you open the door and family you haven't seen in so long is standing there. In the moments, after all the hustle and bustle of, of opening gifts and, and eating are done and everyone's just sitting in silent contentment, satisfied with who they're spending time with. Those are the moments of joy that we should be hoping for. Those are the moments that come unexpectedly. Not the big moments, it's the simple, small, unexpected moments. See, this Advent, I hope that we remember that joy, that joy that comes from Christmas doesn't come from things. It comes from the miracle. You remember Christmas is about miracles, right? You remember that that's what this, this whole thing is about. We can't forget that Christmas is all about the miracle. During this season of Advent, that's what I want us to be reminded of. I want us to be reminded of the miracle. Do you remember the miracle? Do you remember why we light these candles, why we gather together, why we have a month of preparation for one important day? Let me remind you, listen, let me remind you. This message of Advent is this. Jesus is going to come back in a cloud of glory and he's going to finish what was begun at creation. Can I get a Christmas amen? He's going to come back and finish what he started at creation. Or let me say it in another way, in the words of, of Isaiah and also in the words of, of Joe Lombard. Say to those of fearful heart, be strong. Do not fear. Here is your God. He will come with vengeance, with terrible recompense. He will come and he will save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lamb shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the speechless. So sing for joy for matters shall, so for waters will break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. Amen. That ought to get somebody excited in here. And you know who it ought to get excited? That person whose life feels like a desert. That person whose, whose holiday doesn't stir up joy. Because that's who Isaiah was talking to. Men and women who had nothing but war to look forward to. See, Isaiah was saying there's a day that's coming. There's a miracle that you ought to be watching for. And the reality of that miracle in the future, if you believe, will enable you to have joy in the moment right now. Advent is a time that we should be reminded of the joy to come, a joy that is beyond our wildest dreams. Advent is a time to believe in impossible things. See, this is not the time to settle. Church, this is not the time to, to allow yourself to get caught up in the mundane things of life, the, the errands and the wrapping and the shopping. No, Advent is a time that we 
are invited to believe and remember the miracle and the message of Christmas. Now, here's what's important. Here's what's important. If you cannot believe the miracle, you cannot receive the message. Let me say that again. If you cannot believe the miracle, you cannot receive the message. You cannot receive this message of Advent. Because Advent is all about impossible things. Things that are beyond our imagination. Advent is about the continuing work of God in our lives. A work that began at the dawn of time and will finish in eternity. Advent is a reminder of that story, that work, that grace, that hope, that peace, the joy, and the love of God. See, with Advent, no batteries are required. You don't have to worry about remembering the batteries. But what you need to be concerned with is, will you believe in the impossible? Will you be swept up in the glory of God's eternal work in and through all of us and in all of what's going on around us? Say, I want us to be a people that believe. I want us to be a people who believe in the miracle of the message. Now, I'm not so disconnected that I don't understand the hardships of life. I'm not so jaded that I don't understand the, the, the pain and the sorrow of the world. I understand how, how easy it is to settle, to, to fall into the mundane and forget about the miracle. Especially when you can turn on any internet site, any television channel, and witness the chaos and the hardship and the pain and the sinfulness that saturates our world. It's easy to ask, is there any hope? Is there any joy? Is there any love out there? But can I tell you that those who heard the words of Isaiah originally asked those same questions? Is there any hope? Is there any opportunity for peace in my lifetime? Is there any reason that I should have joy? The story of Advent reminds us that there is. The story of Advent reminds us that though the night seems desperately long and dark and fearful, there will be a light that breaks forth. There will be a light that breaks Open the darkness. So I want us to turn again to the, to the hope and peace of Isaiah, the, the prophecy that will be fulfilled, a prophecy that, that did come to fruition and is continuing to come to fruition. So I want, to, I want you to hear again these impossible, miraculous words of Isaiah. I'm a little bit excited, so I'm going to try to slow down for you. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it. The majesty of Carmel and Sharon, they shall share and they shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands, make firm the feeble knees. 
say to those who are fearful heart, listen, maybe that's you. Maybe you don't know how you're going to pay for Christmas. Maybe you don't know if you're going to have a job in the new year. Say to the fearful of heart, be strong. Be strong. Do not fear. Why not fear? Because here is your God. He will come with vengeance, with terrible recompense, and he will come and save you. The eyes of the blind shall be opened, the ears of the deaf unstopped, and the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For water shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool, and the thirsty ground springs of water. The haunt of jackals shall become a swamp, and the grass shall become reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there, and it shall be called the holy way. The unclean shall not travel on it, but it shall be for God's people. No traveler, not even fool, shall go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come upon it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. And they shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. This is the story of the impossible things of God. But what is our response to these these impossible things that God says he will do? How long? How long is it going to take, Lord? When are you going to move and work and make, make these things come to fruition? And I don't know about you, but I don't like to wait. The night always seems long. I mean, have you ever had one of those nights where you can't sleep? I had one last night, so I'm, I'm fresh off of that. I've been freshly reminded of how gruesome that is. You're just waiting and waiting It's dark and dark and dark. And finally, the morning comes. See, the prophets of old, prophets like Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Jonah, Micah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi, they all foretold of this day that would come. Both Jesus' birth and the coming glory at the end of time. See, between the Old Testament and the New Testament had been 400 years. 400 years of silence. This was a desperately long night. 400 years since the prophets had spoke. 400 years of a long and dark, silent night. But amen that dawn was about to break. The impossible was about to become commonplace. All of a sudden, this angel appears. Not just any angel, the angel Gabriel. The angel that stands in the very presence of God. This angel visits an an old priest named Zechariah. And he tells this old priest, he says, do not be afraid. You are going to have a son. See, at this point, he and his wife had, had no son. And even though he and his wife were old and beyond childbearing years, the impossible was about to happen. The angel says, you're going to have a son. And not just any son, but this son is going to prepare the way of the Lord. And you're going to call him John. 
400 years of silence had been broken. The dawn was coming. Now, can you picture this? Zechariah, beyond childbearing years, he's probably stunned and taken aback, totally unexpected. He can't believe what he was just told. In fact, because of his unbelief, the angel took away his ability to speak until the child was born. Gabriel wasn't finished. No, he had more work to do, more impossible things to proclaim because he then goes and speaks to a young woman and he tells her that although she is a virgin, she's going to give birth. But not just any birth, the birth of a son, the Savior, the Son of God. Miracle upon miracle. Can you feel the dawn breaking? The same angel goes and visits a young man and tells this young man that though this young woman that he was pledged to be married to, to have as his wife, and that she was pregnant, but not by him, that he should still take her to be his wife, even though it would be considered scandalous and mean being ostracized by his family and his community. And he says, yes. He says, yes. The dawn is breaking. And when the son of Zechariah and Elizabeth is born, Zechariah bursts forth in praise. Even though he hadn't spoken in nine months, Zechariah's response to the birth of his son could not be contained anymore. And he breaks out with praise and he says, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. For he has looked favorably upon his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a mighty savior for us in the house of his servant David. He has spoke through the mouth of his holy prophets from of old that we would be saved from our enemies and from the hands of all who hate us. Thus he has shown mercy, the mercy promised to our ancestors and has remembered his holy covenant. The oath that he swore to our ancestor Abraham to grant us that we being rescued from the hands of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all of our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the forgiveness of their sins, by the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. The dawn from on high has broken upon us. What joy that should stir in our hearts. As we leave today, I want, you to, I want to ask you this question. What are you hoping for? Or maybe better yet, where does your hope come from? My prayer is it comes from God's ability to accomplish the impossible. Let's pray.